Tax collecting and reporting has always been complex, and with new legislation comes new layers of complication. This is only going to accelerate as businesses and the government alike try to keep up with technological advancements. Tax departments are leaning on IT more than ever to make recommendations and help to implement tax automation solutions. Hey everybody, this is Jim Malone, Senior Content Director with IDG. Today in Episode 4 of our podcast series, Tax Technology Today, we'll discuss how IT and tax divisions can work together successfully. And today we're joined by Chris Livingston, Cloud Business Leader with Vertex. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jim. So let's get started. Chris, what are some of the factors behind the current situation on the tax landscape? The biggest factor today in the current tax landscape is Wayfair. Wayfair. Chris, can you give us kind of a high-level overview of Wayfair? Sure. On June 21st in 2018, the United States Supreme Court ruled 5-4 to four in South Dakota versus Wayfair that states can mandate the collection and remittance of sales tax if sellers have more than 200 transactions or $100,000 in state sales. Even if they only sell to consumers online and have no physical presence in the state, which they also refer to as Nexus. This now means companies could be required to collect and remit sales tax in up to 45 states. As a result, companies may need to invest in new technologies and new processes. This is not just for U.S.-based companies. Remote, foreign, inbound sellers selling into the United States must collect and remit if they meet the specific economic thresholds as well. Businesses really just need to be prepared. Chris, sounds uh, sweeping and, and big. Did this come out of the blue, or is this a long-expected change in the way things are done? Well, Jim, Wayfair upends Quill, which was a decision made 25 years ago. Uh, this decision affects everyone who shops online as well as the retailers. Previously, there would be no sales tax charge on a remote sale. Interesting. So, yeah, it, it does sound big and sweeping, but how can businesses prepare? What do they need to do? Well, first, they, they need to start with gathering data on gross revenues and the number of transactions that occur within a state where the company sells remotely. Companies need to prioritize where they have the greatest economic presence and create a plan to register to collect sales tax. Examples of this might be via a marketplace or via a cloud-based technology solution. Companies also have to evaluate the financial statement impact of remote seller compliance. There's a big expense associated with that, as well as it impacts the bottom line and current processes in place. I think the biggest impact for most companies is reviewing the invoice process and controls to prevent risk, errors, and noncompliance. Chris, tax departments are leaning more on IT more than ever to make recommendations and help implement tax automation solutions. Dig into that a little bit for us. Yeah, sure. So tax really needs to know the business systems that they can store, pull, and analyze the right data to ensure proper tax calculation and remittance. IT really needs to know the systems to help tax do that job. The blending of IT and tax, so IT needs to know a little bit about tax. Tax needs to know a lot about IT so they can do their jobs and everything can flow smoothly. I think the biggest thing for IT is to understand the flow of how orders and invoices get processed. IT and tax need to work together to make sure the system's being used and the process flow of a transaction is sensitive to tax, and specifically the way the business uses the system. We have seen many customers in the same industry using the same systems in very different ways. 
It comes down to the business process and how tax is going to influence, if they can, how the technology is selected, rolled out, and then used. And really, the partnership needs to be in constant contact to ensure compliance since tax rules and regulations change so often. Chris, that's really interesting. It seems to me that this is a a move that's going to get tax and IT, two departments, kind of working more closely together. Is that a a silver lining or what's your take on that? Yeah, Jim, it's evolving, to be honest with you. Vertex in the last, you know, 25 years has been working together with tax and IT departments that have worked closely together. I'd say in the last five years, we're starting to work with more companies that don't really have that dynamic. So we're being asked to pull tax and IT together during implementations to help with the change management. Folks have been working in a little bit of a siloed aspect, I would say, for the last couple of years. And with the dawning of these new rules and regulations and now tax being on the plate of IT to make sure there are solutions, it's coming to the forefront. So CIOs and CTOs are now engaged with their tax counterparts. Interesting. It sounds like this is a, a kind of a good development that could increase that cooperation between departments. But I wanted to ask, Chris, what are the top three questions that you need to ask before you engage with a tax technology vendor? Sure. The first question is how many industry implementations has that vendor performed? Industry experience is really crucial. The level of performance and quality of service really differs among the vendors. Some vendors provide point-of-sale solutions to dozens of customers, while the other vendor services hundreds of customers. Second, how does the vendor keep up to date with rapidly changing tax rules and industry conditions? The answer to that one is to find out what mechanisms and perspective a tax technology vendor has to ensure compliance with tax holidays, tiered taxes, thresholds, compound taxes, origin versus modified origin states, bracket taxes, and other industry-specific rules. The third and final consideration is to what extent does the solution support tax needs across all sales and transaction channels and types, and how will it integrate with point-of-sale, e-commerce, mobile sales, ERP, and other back-end office systems? Really, the question comes down to the multi-channel nature of how businesses are going to market and selling their solution. Chris, let me pick up on that. You just mentioned multi-channel, e-commerce, and mobile sales. Talk a little bit more about that. How is this changing things and affecting tax strategies? E-commerce and mobile sales represent fast-growing sales channels, and tax and IT must be able to integrate quickly and keep up with the constant pace of change. Cloud technology solutions should conveniently integrate with the enterprise resource planning systems, or better known as ERP systems, along with other systems and applications that contain relevant transaction data. Some of these are homegrown systems as well. These solutions should be able to easily and seamlessly integrate with any and all systems that support business operations across multiple sales channels. So Chris, from your point of view, what are some of the best practices for IT when it comes to evaluating these automation technologies? When it comes to cloud-based tax technology, performance, scalability, reliability, and security concerns should be addressed by both IT and tax professionals. They need to ask the right questions of potential providers and can clearly communicate how their systems stack up. Also, I think many folks should be asking about machine learning and artificial intelligence, how those technologies are moving to the cloud, and how they can be leveraged. 
What I'm hearing more and more about is how hybrid and multi-cloud solutions are impacting the customer's ecosystems and technology infrastructure and architecture. Does the vendor offer scalable solutions that support an IT strategy with a myriad of ways that technologies can be deployed? So Chris, what are you predicting when it comes to automation technologies for the next few years? Will they become pervasive? Absolutely. Data analytics and data management is going to be a huge topic. Machine learning, as I said before, and artificial intelligence, which are now moving to the cloud. And again, up and coming is hybrid cloud and multi-cloud solutions. Many customers we talk to have a cloud-first strategy. So what does that actually mean? After being years of on-premise, most of the customers are trying to move as fast as they can to the cloud to reduce expenses, to be more nimble, and ensure business continuity and support expansion. They're combining solutions that may be in multiple clouds, private clouds, and public clouds, so the ability for the vendor and the customer to consume all of this and to leverage these technologies is really going to be key as we move forward. The landscape is also changing from a tax perspective, as well as a technology perspective. And the strategy really is changing from an on-premise thought process to everything being in the cloud that will save companies time, money, and resources. So if you're seeking a vendor partner to help with implementing automation technologies, what are some of the things an organization should look for? Experience, if I could boil it down to one word. The implementation is not just the integration. Does the application work for you? Does the integration work in conjunction with your ERP or e-commerce system? Does the vendor have the technical expertise to help you be successful with your business goals? Each customer's goals are going to be unique, and every customer is dealing with different constraints. Well, Chris, you mentioned a while ago change management. How does that figure in here? A successful implementation is not just about calculating tax. It's about performance. It's about workflow. It's about change management. Can the vendor help streamline processes? Do they understand your workflow? Can they help with change management inside your organization? The process you follow today is not going to be the same tomorrow after you implement tax technology. This is not to say that tax is a disruptor, but to be compliant, you might have to contemplate changing internal processes and procedures. We find more and more when we work with customers to get tax set up and live in production, we are assisting IT with architecting the solution and all the moving parts, especially in the world of e-commerce and multi-channel sales approaches. We've helped many customers with more than 15 to 20 transaction systems integrate them into one centralized tax engine. We see this in a lot of different market segments and different industries. Interesting. Any uh, specific industry you want to talk about, Chris? I could talk about them all, but retail is really a huge space. There's so many moving parts in retail, their multi-channel approach, their architectural approach. They have footprints across many different states and jurisdictions, and most have the additional complication of selling online and in brick-and-mortar stores. Making sure a vendor has this experience or can pull in partners who can help implement tax software that enables the retailer to provide consumers with a seamless omnichannel experience is really critical. Chris, before we run out of time, that it sounds like you know within the domains that we operate in with IT, and that is IT relating to many different departments, this sounds like one function, one task that really demands uh, a serious look at some outside help. Yeah, Jim, I think, um, you know, sales tax is not the most complex thing to implement. However, in my experience, in our experience at Vertex, you know, the faster, more successful implementations, customers do retain our services. 
we just have a lot of um, intellectual property and a lot of experience implementing sales tax in many industries. So I think it helps a lot. Excellent. Really interesting. We're at the end of our time for this episode. I want to give a big thanks to Chris Livingston for his insights today. Chris, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, Jim. Now, I want to remind listeners, you can check out vertexinc.com for more information about tax automation technologies. And you can find this podcast, Tax Technology Today, on CIO.com slash podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for IDG and Vertex, this is Jim Malone saying thanks for tuning in. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated in association with its sponsor, Vertex.